Hey everybody, it's Lenora from It's a New Dawn, and I am an RN holistic health coach, and it happens to be a beautiful day here in New Jersey. It is March, I believe, the 27th, and uh, 2021, and it's 70-something degrees, perfect weather, and I am blessed to be talking to Shilpa Panchmatia. Panchmatia. Did I say it right? You did. Yeah, it's phonetic. Punch Montia. Okay. And this is the second time we're sitting down talking because the first time, uh, even though I'm not great at podcasting and I'm whatever, although I'm very happy with what I'm doing and bringing info to all of you, it just was not, we just kept, the internet connection was just off, off the charts. So I have the pleasure of sitting down with her again. And Shilpa's position as a business growth coach is built on 30 years business career spanning four sectors with two exits in three different countries. She is no stranger, oops, and I can't go back to, uh, to work-life balance, having experienced burnout herself and practices extreme self-care with daily yoga and clean eating. Now, the last sit down we had, our little conversation, we went really deep into the yoga and uh, restorative yoga that I practice. And I have been preaching that ever since. It's something I'm very passionate about. And I think you said you've been practicing it it since then since we spoke I think you said that to me yeah yeah sure. so we, we did have that discussion on clubhouse didn't we yeah it seems like ages ago but all right so I'm going to turn the camera over to Shilpa she is in the UK it is 9 p.m over there 4 4 11 over here in the afternoon so I'm very grateful that you are with me this evening take it away Shilpa thank you thank you so much it's it's lovely to see you again and talk with your audience and um, we're still in lockdown here in England. So normally on a Saturday night, I'd be partying and raving it up, um, coming back for a, a good night's sleep, of course. Um, so it, it, it's good. It fits that I can I can be available on a Saturday night. Yeah, a lo lovely to, to see you again, too. Lovely to see you, too. This is always, it's always fun for me. And that that is why Clubhouse to learn different techniques as far as um, my podcast. But in the meantime, I just love, I've met so many wonderful people uh, starting two years ago when I started the podcast, I took a hiatus and then I got on TikTok when the, um, uh, oh my gosh, COVID started and uh, met so many people on there, built up a community of 11.5 thousand right now. And um, most of my sit downs were with people from there. Then I put something on Facebook and I got a lot of people on Facebook. Then I went into Clubhouse and it's just been a wonderful time. So in the meantime, I I'm just having a good time doing it. So, yeah, fantastic. Mm. Fantastic. Yeah. So tell me, tell me about your career and tell if I mean, the floor is yours. I know last time you spoke about your career and what led you to have to really take care of your health because I know yeah. that your health was deteriorating and you said you always ate really healthy and it had to be more and you tell your story I'm not going to tell your story <laughs> yeah I, I think what happens uh, what happened to me certainly was after a while of um, excessive working and excessive 
striving, chasing, chasing this, chasing that, international travel, always, always working, not having this coveted thing they call work-life balance. I burnt out. Um, I found myself lying there on the cold kitchen floor one day. And I thought, hmm, this is, this is a sign that my body needs more. And um, I, I was lucky that I was already in discussions with another business to buy my business. But I fast forwarded everything really quickly and I, I got out of my business. I think at what, some point I'd also... What was your fought, business? What was your business? Yeah, yeah. I ran a digital agency. So I, I had a, a staff count, a, a very successful business. It was my, my fourth uh, successful business. Lots in between that didn't work. Um, and um, I think I, I was coming up to 40, 47, 48, that 50 mark. And I just felt that I, I had to make a change. So I was lucky. And my burnout was real. It was big. Um, I think I spent three months at home not doing anything. And that's when I discovered yoga. Um, I went back to the gym, being a, a daily gym bunny. And I couldn't do those high intensity things like blaze and aerobics and um, all, all that kind of high intensity stuff. I, I went in to do restorative yoga and I found it very useful to have breath, to have mantras. Being a Hindu, I, I resonated with all of that. And also um, having a community around me again, having been alone for so long in my business. Um, therein, that's when my journey to, to look after myself started. I joined a walking group, so I rediscovered nature and started trekking and, and going out for daily nature walks, which made a massive difference. Here in how London... Heal, how healing would you say is walking in nature. It's, Tell me, it's, on, it's, on a scale of one to 10. Um, I, think like, I, <laughs> I think it hits a 10. 11. Yeah. It's 11. Yeah. Anybody who knows me, I preach about nature and being in nature. Yeah. It is such a healer. Beautiful. Yeah. I think the thing is, you, you live on this massive ranch, don't you? So you're, you're, li live, you're in uh, the you're door in is open. The door yeah. is open and I'm actually, I don't know if you could hear the birds. Uh, but yeah, I'm on 17 acres in, uh, yeah. it's called the Saraland Mountains. And I am so grateful for where I am. I de definitely manifested this. It, we mm -hmm. talk about mani manifesting it in, uh, in one of the club rooms. We are on Clubhouse, uh, Shilpa and I, and it is a great uh, community. Um, and we were talking about manifestation and and it is real it's definitely real I didn't close my eyes and dream about it I worked towards it I did do a vision board and I did put a I live in a log home I put a log home I put yoga I put um, a nurse I wasn't graduated from nursing school yet I had clear visions and uh, I'm telling you it's real you have to work towards it so yes, we're talking yes. about that. I think we talked yeah. about the secret and how people read that book or they listened to it and they, they got mad because it, oh, that's a bunch of bull. The secret's a bull because uh, where's my check in the mail or where is, you know, I closed my eyes and I dreamed about it and I didn't get it. Well, you got to work for it. You got to work towards that dream. And so 15 years later, I'm in my log home and I'm, happier it takes time you gotta have patience and yeah so congratulations tony Thank robbins you. talks about it a lot he says that you have to take massive action 
And the secret is great at actually identifying what your desires are and giving you the support of the universe in that whatever you think about and whatever your thoughts are will direct energy to it. But that energy is also action and massive action from us to achieve what we want. But I think the biggest thing that um, people forget about is belief, that you must believe that you can achieve it no matter what it is, and then slowly, slowly work towards it. And it's those small steps, you know, we talk about that all the time in consistency. And it's those small steps that make a difference. It's the same thing with business. A lot of people set up business and say, oh, we're going to run this business and they fail because they have massive expectations. Are they going to run this business in six weeks? They're going to be six figures. It doesn't work like that. With anything, it's tiny, small steps consistently, diligently and ongoing. And that's and if you, if you get failure, you just put it back in and you feed it back and you keep reinventing and you keep refining your model in business, in yoga, in learning to cook a recipe. You know, I, I think that's a fundamental success um, point in life. Mm. So what is, what is your, what led you into, like what started your self-care practice? What the trigger was that you were on the floor and I could picture you because there was a point in my life where I just said, I'm giving it all to you, God, like giving it up to God. And that's just was my belief. And I actually put it on my mirror. I'm giving it up to God because I just didn't know what to do. Uh, I feels like that's the point you were at on the floor. And I know there's a book. I don't know if it's Eat, Pray and whoever the author was, was actually on the floor in the bathroom. And it sounds like the same scenario. We get to that point where just something's got to change. So what happened after that? So yeah. how did you turn? So I, I haven't, I mean, until recently, 20, 2019, actually, World Health Organization actually agreed that burnout is a medical condition. Before that, I'd go to the doctor and I'd say, I'm tired. They say, okay, take vitamin D because everybody in England has a deficiency of vitamin D, seriously. So I didn't have it diagnosed for a long time until I went to seek alternative support. And I went to see an iridiologist and she looked into mine and she said, your adrenals are gone and you're burnt out. You've got to take care of yourself. And this was an opportunity for me to actually say, okay, what am I gonna do? So I, I, I love research. So I spent a bit of time on the internet and went deep and went wide and actually understood what was it that I was dealing with. And I realized that burnout is, is actually not just physical, it's also emotional and it's also spiritual. So it was an opportunity for me to address any emotional issues and anguish that we all have them in our, in our life. And for me, it had just stacked up, you know, it was just stacking up in my life and I hadn't dealt with it. So there's an opportunity for great healing for me. And within that healing came extreme self-care in the form of eating really well, exercising regularly, um, clean mind, having a have, having a mind hygiene, because I don't know if people realize this, and I certainly didn't, hands up, that you actually have to manage your own mind or it has a life of its own. And having a clean hygiene for your mind is so important. So, when so you how have, did you get, how did you do that? Because there's 70,000 thoughts a day yeah, that are subconscious yeah. that are taking over. How did you get yeah. to that point where you had, a, I like how you say clean mind. It sounds easy, but I know it's not. So uh, how did it's you, been a how life, did you, life, yeah. 
it's been a lifelong journey for me, no, no doubt. But this was an opportunity for me to actually practice it because I had time. I think the first thing is awareness of what your mind thinks every day and where these thoughts go. And I come back to it again, but the best place to learn about your thoughts and manage your mind and your thoughts is yoga. Because you'll be sitting in a posture and it'll be a beautiful posture and you will have these racing thoughts. And that's an opportunity for you to recognize, actually, I've got these, these racing thoughts. Same with meditation. And then you're able to manage those thoughts and come back to breath, come back to, to being focused on your pose. And these thoughts go away. Replace the thoughts with empowering thoughts. So often we say beautiful things to people, but we don't say beautiful things to ourselves. So find things that are beautiful about you to say to yourself and just say it, just, just, just say it. Mirror work's really important. You know, look in the mirror and say, I, just I love you. I did it today, Shilpa. <laughs> I was on the phone with a friend and, and I get, I'm human. I, I'm a coach. I am encouraging. I speak this, but I'm human. And sometimes I'm not on. And this friend knows this and I'm up in the bathroom and I'm she's on FaceTime with me and I'm just doing my makeup. And, and then all of a sudden I look in the mirror and I went, you are worthy. You are beautiful. You are smart. Cause I do mirror work, but you know, sometimes it's slack. And just the act of saying the words, the thoughts and actions shape your reality. It's repetition. It's not a one-shot deal. You got to keep at it, just like anything else. But it works. It does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think that's the key. And our subconscious mind is at its most fertile before we drop off to sleep and when we wake up. So get into a pattern of saying these beautiful things to yourself. You're lovely. I love you. You're, you're so smart. You're so intelligent. You're so able. You're so calm, whatever it is you want to say to yourself, whatever you want to appreciate about yourself. And you know, whatever we appreciate, whatever we give gratitude multiplies. So it's, it's a phenomenal way to manage our mind. And that really helped me, you know, just being aware of my thoughts, practicing um, meditative walking. So not just walking in nature trails without thinking, but switching off my phone. Um, that's another good thing. I have a regular digital detox. At weekends, I just lose my phone. I don't, I don't think about it. I toss it in the laundry basket and forget about it. People that need me know where to find me, and that's all that matters. And, and it's phenomenal to have a digital detox regularly because it really, really allows our mind to be fresh, to have good thoughts, and be creative for what we're doing next. And I think that's, that's absolutely vital. How often do you do, do that? How often do you do that, Shilpa? I try and do it weekly. Like, yeah, how often? yeah, totally. Totally real here. Um, I try and do it most weekends. So I, I will go and look at my phone during the day, but it won't be on me. Uh, I'll, I'll definitely leave it in the car when I go for a walk. I'm going for a long, long hike tomorrow. So for about four hours, my phone won't be on me. And then Beautiful. when I pick it up, I might quickly just glance if there's anything important, but I won't be on it. I won't, I won't touch socials. Um, and, it, and once you have that detachment, I think that's when you really realize that actually I really enjoy this. I enjoy living life without all these attachments. And they're wonderful attachments to have. It's so good to just, just be within yourself and allow your creativity, your expression, your realness to come out. And I, I think that's really key. 
Boy, Shilpa, I'm being very honest here. Um, it's been tough. It's yeah. been tough. And and I look forward to teaching restorative yeah. yoga and practicing because I don't have my phone. I only have it to tape a Zoom class if I'm doing it on Zoom, but I'm obviously not looking at it. So I have an hour and a half without my phone. And this sounds like nothing, but it's sad. I am, I'm being honest here. I am addicted to my phone. I will tell my clients, you're, if you're not into the meditation where you're sitting, because a lot of people are like, oh no, I'm not going to meditate. I will say, go out in nature, take your earbuds out, leave your phone and, and spend five minutes walking. And then usually it'll go longer. Um, but I have to say when I'm running in the morning, I have my pods in because I do a formal meditation. Um, I've been meditating, I don't know, 16 years or so. So it's not hard for me to meditate, but it's very little time compared to the amount of time that I am on my laptop, my phone. I definitely need more. So tomorrow I look forward to Sunday mornings because my husband and I will take a six mile walk in the beautiful nature trails over here. And I leave my phone in the car and it's so freeing and refreshing and beautiful. It's just that I'm so addicted to my phone and yeah. we, need, we need more, we need more detox from the phone. It's, it's just practice like with anything. And if you're already leaving it in a car when you when you go for a walk, then it's easier for you when you're not busy. I think when we're busy and we've got stuff happening, our phones are important. For example, my entire schedule is on my phone. And if I don't get a calendar notification, I won't remember something because, because my we're, we're, we're so intense um, with our work lives. And especially in lockdown, that um, if I go downstairs to make a cup of tea, you know, my, my mind's like mush and I, I, I've got to have a reminder to go back upstairs. So I set alarms with Alexa and Alexa will say, OK, you have a call now. Go, go and take your call. Thank God for Alexa. <laughs> I got, you know, Alexa. Oh, you think. Now I eat fresh. You know, I use a cast iron pan or whatever, but I was doing my eggs, boiling them. I had to have Alexa remind me that the water was going to boil so I wouldn't forget. I've forgotten my eggs boiling more times than I care to admit because I'm on my phone or I'm on my computer and I just, so I need Alexa to tell me your eggs are boiling. Your <laughs> egg. Go check your eggs. I think that's pretty sad, but you know, this is the way the world is. So we have yeah, to look, I, I think we got to move with it. We, we never had these distractions 10 years ago, 15 years ago. We had paper diaries and we would have two or three appointments in a day. You know, some of us are running 10 appointments in a day these days because there's focus. We're at home. We're not commuting. It, it's, it's a different way of working, which is why it's more, it's more than ever important to practice self-care, to practice digital detox and, and to do this thing that they call life balance, work balance. Some of the things I do is I have a hard reset at six o'clock. I'm like, down tools and get downstairs, get outside if the weather's good um, and, and just do whatever it takes to rejuvenate your mind, your heart and your soul, because I think that's just so important. And when you've got that rejuvenation, I think we're better people. We can be better 
better citizens as well. Well, the queen of restorative yoga, Judith Hanson Lasseter, who I am getting certified by in June. I am so excited. I've been uh, starting her course. I have been certified by her before, but it was a much shorter course. This is, I don't know how long it is. Um, it's the real deal. I adore her. She's the queen of restorative yoga. And her thing is, is everybody did a 20 minute Shavasana a day. The difference the world would be, would be crazy. Like, so not, they wouldn't be, the world would be a different place um, yeah. because it brings you into that state of non-sleep. That's when neuroplasticity, neuroplasticity ha happens where the brain regenerates Do that during non-sleep and during the restful sleep when we go to bed, which a lot of us don't have because we'll wake up and we'll be tired when we wake up, which just shouldn't be happening. We should be, wake up feeling refreshed, but a lot of us don't. Um, so that 20 minute Shavasana, I've been practicing every day because that's one of the things, you know, requirements of the course, which I don't have any problem doing. And uh, it is just so amazing to just let the phone go, uh, put yourself in the most comfortable Shavasana and let go. What are your tips for Shavasana? Share, share some of your expertise with me. With Shavasana, final resting pose, my tips? Yeah, your tip for, for managing your mind, for staying, um, staying in that pose for 20 minutes and to receive the benefits of that pose. Because Shavasana is uh, the Maha Asana, of the uh -huh. Maha meaning the, the biggest asana, they say, in all, of, the, all of the yoga poses. Um, but yet we don't do enough of it. And I know my yoga class, it's okay. Shavasana, namaste, finished. And, and I'd and love to exactly, do Shavasana more. That's exactly what she says, is you go into a class and it's five minutes or it's 10 minutes. It takes 15 minutes for the monkey mind to simmer down. But the, the elements of restorative yoga are warm, quiet, dark, still, and safe. So when you are in that Shavasana, and when I teach, I always do a 20-minute Shavasana, always. So um, it is unheard of, and it's uncomfortable, but that's why we need it. Because people are uncomfortable because they're thinking, oh, my God, I'm just laying here, and I have other things to do, and this is too long. And you, it's a matter of getting as, her thing is getting as comfortable as you can with as many props as you need to rest your limbs so you feel like you can just surrender and let go so if i'm not playing music you're not thinking about the music if i'm not going to talk you're not concentrated on my voice if you're warm you're not uncomfortable if you are comfortable you're comfortable and you're going to surrender and let go it gives you permission to let go if you're totally comfortable so before the shavasana i will say if you have to go to the bathroom or if you have to put your socks on, whatever you have to do, right? Your lights are totally out and you have a light eye bag on because even when your eyes are closed, your eyes are still stimulated. And uh, for people who, who tend to fall asleep, a little trick is getting up into recline bound angle like that 45 degree angle. So you're still very relaxed, but you're not so relaxed that you hear snoring in the class, 
because it will keep you focused on the, not to say that it doesn't happen sometimes, but it gives you that little edge, but you have enough time to let all those thoughts simmer down because you're in it for 20 minutes. Fabulous. Thank you for sharing that. I'm, I'm going to propose a longer Shavasana in my class and the teacher can just leave. But those of us that want to, I, I feel there'll be a lot of benefit from doing that. Definitely, so I'm taking something away. Definitely a lot of benefits. Um, you know, you want to make sure your chin is tilted slightly towards your heart to activate your parasympathetic nervous system. Um, again, a key is just to be very, very comfortable and warm because we know our body temperature will go down during Shavasana and as dark as you can and that eye bag and a blanket, you know, something... So you get so comfortable. So yesterday was just a beautiful, beautiful day. Here was 78 degrees. So I took my mat and I put it on my porch and I let the sun just beam down on me. And I stayed in for 30 minutes, but I'm so used to it. It's just heaven. Just heaven. Good practice to, to develop for, for sure, for self-care, uh, for longevity. They're, they're saying now, Lenora, that that babies born in 2030 will actually live to be 100 because that's where the cycle is now. So it's quite exciting. And when we're coming to a population that's going to be so aged, we need to equip them with these skills. For sure. Right now I'm diving deep into nose breathing. Um, Oxygen Advantage, very good book. I would suggest anybody to pick it up or put it on audio. It will absolutely change your life. Um, I am an exerciser. I run it every morning, four and a half miles. I am a beast in the gym. I'm 56. I've had five kids. I feel better now than I ever have in my life, but I thought I had it going on. And, uh, I breathe through my mouth during my running. And when I got back from my running, I, well, now I run with my mouth completely closed. I run through my nose. I exercise, I lift weights, heavy, heavy weights through my nose. Uh, I sleep with mouth tape on my mouth. So I wake up refreshed because we may not know it if we're breathing through our mouth, unless we have somebody sleeping next to us to tell us, hey, you're snoring. Or, you know, you have sleep apnea or something like that. Um, it's a game changer. The biggest thing for me was trying to nourish my mouth from bulimia that I had when I was young. So I'm always looking for something to help my mouth. And I came upon this book. And um, of course, if you are a mouth breather, your your gums are dry, your mouth is dry, it affects your teeth. Um, So right away, I took it on straight away. I bought 3M, very cheap tape on Amazon, started taping. And within a couple of days, I thought I slept awesome. And I feel I wake up and I'm refreshed and not groggy, a lot of energy. I'm not going to say anything about my teeth yet because it hasn't been long enough. Uh, But my running, I shaved off six to eight uh, minutes off my run in three weeks. And I wasn't wasn't looking for that. I wasn't looking. I'm not out there to run a race or anything. It's just, I'm so efficient. Your body uses oxygen way more efficient. 
The oxygen goes to your tissues, your organs, repairing your body better than ever. And talking about your parasympathetic nervous system, when you breathe through your mouth, you are activating your sympathetic nervous system. We are a constant state of fight or flight. So mm. you initiate nose breathing, you activate the parasympathetic nervous system. So you want that activated at night. That's where you want to go into your sleep. But people can be in that active state all night because yeah. they're breathing through their mouth. Mm. It's, it's life-changing, this book. Mm. So I'm actually doing a room on it in Clubhouse with another woman who's very passionate about the breath. Also, we started talking on another room and then we branched out and formed our own room. So it's specifically about breath on Tuesday um, at 11 a.m. my time. I'll so very interesting. And um, I would really highly recommend Oxygen Advantage by Patrick McEwen. That's his name. Okay. Fabulous. Very good book. Yeah. So um, tell me what you are doing now. Like, what is your schedule like? Does your self-care come before anything else that you do? So for the past year, I managed to start waking up earlier than ever. So I joined something called Robin Sharma's 5am club. And I think that's made a massive difference to my life because it's given me time for me before work, life starts and I get to wake up I meditate I journal I have my daily yoga practice which has given me structure if I didn't have that I might not be so tempted to wake up and then what happens when you when you get into a routine you find that you just you just start waking up and when you're done with sleeping your eyes just just open up and I, I think it's been having that routine um, I, I have a very busy work life um, so I do recharge breaks. I actually put them in my diary. I have a recharge break and I have a, a daily walk. I mean, I've been in lockdown for a year now. So self-care has been, been essential. And instead of going out to spas and massage parlors, you know, I'm, I'm doing that uh, Ayurvedic massages myself. I'm ordering all the oils from the internet and, and making sure on Sundays I, I'm looking after my body. I'm breathing, I'm eating, I'm sleeping, I'm happy. I think that's really important. Find joy in your life. You know, I try and laugh at everything, even if I don't find it's funny. <laughs> so I'll just start laughing. Do you, well, they, do you find that funny? I said, no, but I wanted to laugh. I want the, the expression of laughter and your body relaxes. And, you know, and, and when you start, that. I agree. When, yeah. And when you start finding humor in everything, it, it gives you a different spin on life altogether. I'm going to give you a joke. I'm going to give you a joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Europe. Europe who? No, Europe who? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's fabulous. Lo lovely to talk to you again. <laughs> Come on, that was funny, Shilpa. That was good. That was good. <laughs> you know how many times I told that joke? I, um, it was on a series called Yellowstone. I don't know if you ever heard of it on Netflix. And the little kid said the joke to his grandfather. And I said, oh, my God, that is so cute. That's so funny. And I told that joke to everybody. And they were like, oh, my God, mom. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it was very cute. And it's, funny. Cute. Anyway. it's cute. It's <laughs> cute. 
So I also want to know about your food. I know you said you cook all your food, right? Yeah, yeah. You cook everything. What kind of food do you eat? Yeah, so look, I'm, I'm British Indian. What that means is that I am very well steeped in Indian cooking. So that's given me the basis of, of making a lot of snack foods, which is like steamed lentil cakes and lots of vegetables and, and, and a regular vegetarian curry with maybe protein dals and stuff. And I'm also British, so I, I, I make a fusion of food, but I tend to have a lot of plant-based food, a lot of salads. I'll make sure I have one raw meal a day. Um, and I, I'm an intermittent faster as well. I'm coming up to three, three years and 80 to 90% of my time, I will eat within a four to five hour window. And for me, that tends to be around lunchtime. And that's when my digestive fires, my agony is at its highest. And I'll probably break my fast anytime, depending on how hungry I am, I listen to my body, anytime between 12 and, and one o'clock. Um, okay. And I'll have I'll have like maybe a snack. It depends again on your day. You know, we're all doing different things. We've got meetings. We, we've got shopping to get. So I'll either have a snack or I'll go in for a full blown meal. Um, and then um, I'll have maybe another snack and a cup of tea. Um, and I'll close my as I say, I close my window. I brush my teeth. And once I brush my teeth, I won't eat anything. Sometimes I get a little bit peckish and I, I handle it. Sometimes I'm ravenous and I eat. And when I go back to having a social life, we'll have dinner invites and things, you know, I'll probably change and, and be a little bit more flexible. But that's given me tremendous balance in my life because it's enabled me to be very focused on what I eat. And you don't want to eat any old rubbish because you get full and you're like, oh my God, I want to eat good food, but now I'm full with all this rubbish. And you get something called appetite correction that happens. You start eating less. Your gut works a lot better because it's, it's had time to rest. And I love it's, that. It's, it's a phenomenal way of, of living. I started it as a diet, you know. I've been through every diet. You know, we women, we want to lose weight. We get hormonal. I started with keto and then I started on this intermittent fasting. as a, And then I just became part of a Facebook group and I realized that it was a way of life and I felt good with it. And you don't have this, this, this problem of having to find food all the time because once you've nourished I your think body, it's very easy. It's yeah. very easy. And you know what, people? Oh, intermittent fasting. Intermittent. I'm a big proponent, but it, all it is is just not stuffing your face, not eating. Mm. And people make it such a big deal, and it doesn't have to be. It could be very, very easy. Just, when I'm fasting, it's way easier because I'm not having to worry about my food. I don't worry about packing anything. It's easy. I feel we feel lighter because like you said, your body doesn't have to work at digesting. So you think clearer because you're not, your body's not digesting. Um, and it's, you know, it's just, I think it's, I'm a big proponent and on intermittent fasting. It's, yeah, it's, well, and that's, that's really I, I'm not very keen on intuitive eating uh at all because intuitively we want to eat everything but for somebody like you who is very conscious and does the work i would say that definitely would work for you as far as be very conscious of what you're putting in your mouth which you mm. are because of all the other work that you do like the yoga and the meditation so it goes way beyond the mat because you're so conscious of what you're doing 
out yeah. off the mat from yoga. Yeah. Yeah. Would you what agree? intermittent fasting gate? I do agree, definitely. Yeah. But you know, one point worth worth sharing with you is that what intermittent fasting gave me was release from food. Because in that window, I can eat what I want. I eat carbs sometimes. I'll have a packet of chips. I'll have some chocolate. In fact, I have a piece of dark chocolate every day. It's kind of a close to my meal. I like to close my meal with something sweet. So I have mm -hmm. 90% dark chocolate. Um, what I miss out on is what I used to think was healthy and all these smoothies and these juices. And, you know, I, I'll take them in my, in my window. Um, and it's become a way of life. And it's very freeing because come five o'clock, six o'clock, I'm done. <laughs> Don't great. need to think about anything. You know, dishes are done, kitchen's closed, you know. That's um, awesome, I start so my morning with hot water. So I'll get through three very large mugs of hot water in the morning. And I Love find that. that very cleansing. Yeah, so. It is. We talked about, about that. We talked about yeah. that on the clubhouse today too. Uh, yeah. I add lemon to mine, uh, you know, and I do my lemon every morning lemon water and no i'm not saying it's a weight loss anything i'm just saying it's great for the liver and it's great to start things up in the morning i can't imagine not having my lemon water in the morning 32 ounces of warm uh lemon water with organic lemon and i love that it's it's my spark in the morning for sure i used to do it and then my dentist started complaining about erosion on the enamel on my teeth Right. So, so you want to rinse I, out your mouth with water before you brush straight your away. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, uh, he suggested drinking it with a straw. So that's, this is what I drink all the time right. <laughs> on my, with a straw I got from Amazon. Yeah. It's use them over and over. And uh, yeah, I drink everything with a straw because my teeth were already damaged from bulimia. So I got to be very, very careful. So when I drink lemon water, I'm always rinsing with regular water to rinse off the acid. Then you brush your teeth. Okay. So with anything, coffee, anything acidic, you don't yeah. want to keep that on your enamel. You want to rinse with clear water after you're done. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Good, good tip. Um, so... Anything else you want to share? Any uh, last words of wisdom? Anything else? The floor is yours. We have shared such amazing things for your, your listeners today. Um, I encourage everyone listening to take care of yourselves because there'll come a time when you think, oh, my God, I didn't look after myself and all I have is me. So make, make yourself a priority. Look after your mind. Look after your body. Look after your spirit nurture your soul and, and do what's important because I think that's when you get this thing that we all seek so much of it's called happiness and and, and when we're balanced we, we find that we're a lot more happy in ourselves and in life and that's really what we're, we're attaining amen Shilpa um, I'm going to have all your links below and uh, but do you want to share where people can reach you and yeah, sure. So I'm on Clubhouse, Instagram, Twitter, and my handle for all three is Shilpa TV. That's at S-H-I-L-P-A TV. And um, my website is my name, Shilpa-P.com. That's Shilpa-P.com. And you're still working with clients and people and they can reach out yeah. to you. Yeah. 
Making okay. making waves. Good. Wait, hang out for a second. So everybody, you know, all my information is going to be below in the show notes. Uh, it is, it's in John. Uh, please subscribe to my YouTube channel To I'm on every major platform. And it, I would greatly appreciate if you uh, support me. Uh, the Raw Bars, you guys, I talk about them every single episode. I am an ambassador and affiliate. It's the only packaged good I eat. They were on my show a couple weeks ago. They're an awesome couple. They give 10% of their net proceeds to feed the hungry children worldwide. Worldwide. The bar is vegan, but it fits any diet, 11 to 13 net carbs, uh, 18 to 22 grams of protein a bar. My favorite right now is cookie dough. I love it. And uh, you can get 5% off if you put the code capital L-E-N-N-Y, the number five, Lenny five, but that information will be in the show notes. And um, on that note, thank you for everybody for listening. Thank you, Shilpa, for coming. Have a wonderful and blessed evening. It was so nice to be here. Thank you very much for having me. It was. Thank you.